Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price and I'm here with my co-host Greg Hockert. Greg, are you excited for this weekend? Oh, I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped. I think that this is the one Thursday and Friday of the year that should be a national holiday. No one should have to work or go to school. That's not even that hot take E. I don't think so either. I I think that no one, well... I can't pretend everyone's like me, but I'm not getting any work done Thursday and Friday. I feel like I've exposed myself too many times. You, this about... is two weeks in a row now. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks in a row. Trust me, for... the month of March has been plenty productive for me. I've grinded yesterday, Monday, today, Tuesday, you so per- I can so I can for this. so I can take it easy on Thursday and Friday. Okay, okay, fair enough. Well, before we get to the real excitement of this episode, talking about. Uh, the recent news of the bracket coming out, the games coming up this week and weekend. I think it's important that we cover our upcoming spring sports, well, currently happening uh, spring sports, but uh, the D1 baseball rankings, again, this is provided by D1 baseball. Um, not This is not NCAA type thing. It's just D1baseball.com. So currently we have TCU at 11. Last week they were ranked 10th. Oklahoma State at 12th and last last week they were at number 13 um a good a good note for oklahoma state is that they're on a on an 11 game winning streak right now and then uh texas tech is ranked 22nd so previous last week they were not ranked um but now they're back in the top 25 and then our d1 softball rankings kind of the same thing as d1 baseball there d1softball.com for more information and there's ou at one Oklahoma State at two, Texas at eleven, and Baylor at twenty. So pretty, pretty top heavy there for uh, the Big Twelve and just overall NCAA. Um, Greg, we I think we have a couple of news things that we want to hit on real quick before we get into the Big Twelve tournament recap and then seedings and all that stuff. What do you got for us? So just to cover, um, do our due diligence on this stuff. The Basketball transfer portal has opened. Uh, the lesser popular transfer portal out of basketball and football, but in my opinion, um, one that's almost even more important. Uh, just being the sport of basketball, you can get one or two guys, and that instantly makes your team. Um, I mean, Texas got Serge Barry Rice in the transfer portal this year, and look what he's done for them. So that officially opened on Monday, uh, which was March 13th. And we'll be covering that a lot more after the NCAA tournament is over. Plus, a lot more guys will be entering um, because even though, you know, not not every team made the NCAA tournament, but there still is a lot of postseason play going on with the NIT, and um, I think there's another tournament nowadays. I, I, I'm not really sure. Um, the only notable uh, transfer uh, name is Eddie Lampkin. I think we talked about him last week stepping away from the TCU men's basketball team. Uh, but he's their center. He has officially entered the transfer portal, um, which he was already no longer on the team. So this is not necessarily breaking news. He wasn't going to be playing in the uh, tournament anyway. Yep. yep. Um, some, o- some other interesting kind of Big 12-ish news. 
former Texas head coach and former Texas Tech head coach Chris Beard has been hired by Ole Miss. Um, Chris Beard was fired earlier this season for domestic violence and allegation of domestic violence. Uh, I don't really know exactly what came of that. The the charges were dismissed. Okay. Okay. They weren't proven like right or wrong or incorrect or correct, but they were dismissed. Okay. So I don't I, I don't frankly know. Yeah. I scandalous. That's yes. all I'm gonna say. Yes. That's that's a that's a little sooner than expected. I figured he would get back into coaching, but I figured kind of similar to like a Rick Patino, uh he would it would take him a little bit longer and it would be a smaller school, not a big name SEC school yep. like this. Yep. Um, then the other Big 12 basketball news, Chris Harris Jr., guard from Oklahoma State, tore his ACL in the opening round game against Oklahoma. Um, it's really sad for him. It's his third ACL in four years, three ACLs all in the same knee. You just You just hate for that to happen. To this guy who's worked so hard to come back from each injury and it just yeah it's tough for sure I think that he finally played a full season healthy and got solid minutes especially when Avery Anderson went down but yeah th- th- this is tough you hope he can come back from it um but we'll see we'll see what he decides to do yep all right Greg let's let's go ahead and cover our big 12 tournament recap I I got the right champion yeah yeah, you didn't. I didn't get the I didn't get the right championship game, but I went seven and two overall in the tournament, which I guess kind of can be deceiving in some points. Um, if a team you pick to go far ends up losing early in early in the bracket, but Greg Greg went six and three, so not too far behind. Which I kind of I made up a game, I guess you could say. <laughs> finally, um, what were some of the what were some of the key the key takeaways from the tournament? So, well, Texas ended up winning. Uh, so I think that's we have to we have to talk about that. So Texas won, and they really never. Well, they they certainly didn't sweat it out against Kansas in the championship. Uh, they had a much closer game with TCU, who was um, the team that I picked to go to the championship game, um, and then I ultimately had them losing to Kansas. But um, Texas, I mean. They're really hot right now. They also did it without their um, starting big. Um, I, you, I always do this. I blank on, I blank on people's names when we're on the podcast. Well, keep talking. I'll, I'll find him. Uh, but that was a really impressive run by Texas, and you hope that that didn't wear them down going into the NCAA tournament. But uh, regardless, very impressive. And then other than that, I would say. Uh, Iowa State with their first round win over Baylor. That was maybe one of the more entertaining games of the whole tournament. I watched that one at work with a friend. That was a lot of fun. It was during our lunch break, Tanner. Don't worry. Um, And Iowa State beat Baylor for the third time this year when they really struggled at times to be consistent. And that, that has been their most consistent matchup all year. They've just really been able to shut down Baylor's guards who are Probably that group of guards is the best in the country. Um, so Iowa State uh, had an impressive uh, showing and then really took Kansas to their limit. I think Iowa State played about as well as they possibly could have um, and then uh, ultimately weren't able to close it out. But Yeah, 
it was a it was a really really fun exciting tournament great turnout in Kansas City I mean I think you're always going to get a good turnout in Kansas City um some people might view it as a home game for Kansas or Kansas State but either way Texas pulled it out and Iowa State travels really well too and that's something that I actually didn't know well it's not what Ames it's probably what four or five hours from yeah I don't know I'm I'm not really sure exactly what it is. I mean, you got a lot of you got a Iowa State's a big basketball school, um, so I think that's the first thing. But um, yeah, my gosh, they were watching them play against Baylor. Now Baylor, quite opposite Iowa State, does not travel well. It's only three hours. I didn't know that. Uh, it sounded like a home game when they were playing Baylor. Uh, it, it really did, and kind of made me root for Iowa State a little bit, even though I think <laughs> I picked Baylor. <laughs> Um, but no, it was a really good tournament, and I think probably I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I I would say it was probably the most watched. Most watched. It was the highest grossing conference tournament ever, according according to the Big Twelve. I okay, saw, I read. We'll it trust them. We'll trust them. Yes, we will. Um, but yeah, it was it was, a, it was just a good overall tournament. Um, definitely, definitely the best. I think Kansas City is a perfect city to do that in. I I agree with you. I think. Some people could claim that it's too close to Kansas, but I mean, where are you going to put it that it's not too close to another school? I mean, the only city that I would hear an argument for would be Dallas. And I just think that there's, I think that Kansas City needs something that is like unique to, like, I think that that screams more Big 12 than Dallas does. And I, I also think that with the addition of, I know you're getting Houston, which is very far south in Texas, but you're you're also getting Cincinnati, which is up north, BYU, which is west and north, and then it's it's just fairly central for all the northern teams and the southern. Uh, teams. Yeah, I mean it is right smack in the middle of the country, and then I mean you could say the same thing for UCF too, being all the way to the east. I mean it's yep, yeah, but no, I I think it's a great tournament, and it's always a fun time and. Who knows? Maybe next year, year after, we'll we'll get up there eventually. Oh yes, I know we will. yes we will. Yes we will. We will we will get that sponsored. We'll have some. I don't even know what it's like up there, but we'll have some sort of booth or something up there. Um, we'll make friends with all the Iowa State people. Yes, we need to. Um, well, Greg, we uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about the the Big Twelve seating. So I'm actually gonna not let you do bracketology with Greg anymore because well, it's no longer bracketology. So it's, it's not a theory. It's a <laughs> it's a ground. This is this is what it is. This is fact. So yeah. factual evidence. We have Kansas at Kansas is a one seed. Excuse me. Texas is a two seed. Baylor and Kansas State are three seeds. Iowa State and TCU are six seeds, and West Virginia is a nine seed. Um, Greg, give can me. I, some... Can I just say something? Yeah. How the heck did Kansas not get the number one overall seed? One, and then two. How did they not? They they not only did they not get the number one overall seed, they got the third number one seed. They put Houston over Kansas. Please please explain that to me because I don't understand. Cause we talked last week. We were like, what does Kansas have to do to get the number one overall seed? We were like, well. Maybe win the Big Twelve tournament, but I mean, if they get to the championship, right? Like it's pretty much locked up. Look at their quad one wins, and they put. I don't have Houston's resume in front of me, and no disrespect to Houston, I think they're a great basketball team. I have them going decently far in my bracket for March Madness, but they don't have the same resume yet because they'll be in the Big Twelve next year that Kansas does. It just it didn't it didn't make any sense to me, and 
there was no clear explanation given by the NCAA committee representative that was on TV, which I, I wasn't a fan of any of the questions he was asked. I would ask some more hard-hitting questions, I think. But it, it I don't know. Just I, I, I was I was a little bit shocked. Um, and then ultimately it put Kansas in a much tougher region as well. Yeah, I mean, Houston did go 31-3 and overall with their their only losses coming to Alabama. Who else? Temple, which not a good loss. Uh, there's another loss somewhere. Memphis and... They lost to Memphis twice. I know that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, they, they, they won at Memphis, and then they lost in the championship. That's my bad. Yep, yep. That's my bad. Well, I get it. I get it. I think at some point you start to split hairs, but I understand that Houston's Houston's quadrant might be a little bit easier than Kansas's, but yeah. either way. Um, Greg, who – so who do you think was um, too hyped – or overseeded, for instance, from the Big Twelve or yes. just in general from the Big Twelve for now. I I am not sure that anyone was necessarily overseeded, uh, and I think that that's obviously I'm very biased, um, but I can't sit here and make an argument for any of these Big 12 schools being a lower seed than they are. I think the only one I'd be willing to hear would be maybe moving West Virginia down to like a 10 that's instead exactly, of a 9. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's the only argument I'd be here for. The rest of the, because the, you read off the seeds, I mean, you've got the top four teams in the Big 12, you have a one seed, a two seed, and then two three seeds. And, I mean, I would, I would, Person, I'd make an argument. Texas probably deserves a one seed with the schedule that they played. Strength of schedule, quad one wins, um, conference championship, conference championship. Like it. I mean, and we'll we'll get to maybe underseeded in a second, but maybe West Virginia just based on their overall record and then the fact that they did get eighth in conference and they went seven and eleven. Um, which again, that's no knock against them. The Big Twelve is. It's a grind, but I, I would say West Virginia. Would that, that would that have been your answer as well? Yep, that was that was my only team. I think everybody else was seeded pretty good. I could have heard the argument for TC TCU being a five seed, um, but honestly, I like I even though uh, six seed is lower than a five, I still don't want them. I wouldn't want them to be in that five seed. That five twelve matchup. That's we somehow avoided a five five seeds, which I I'm really okay with because my bracket has a lot of twelves winning and not a lot of fives. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do you think? I just asked you who was overseeded. Who do you think was underseeded? Well, obviously Kansas, even though they're a one, I still think they deserved a a better one than what they got. Um, and I and I don't remember the ramifications of it, but I believe that they missed out on playing in Kansas City. Is that correct? I think they missed out oh, on yes. playing in Kansas City in what would have been like the Sweet 16 Elite Eight rounds. Yep. Um, which I think was the, um, which I think was the goal. I, not not you can't really pencil that in as a goal for uh, for Kansas, but uh, if you're a Kansas fan, that's well. If you're a Kansas fan, chances are there's, there's a good chance you might live in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. So you you would have liked to have gone and, and seen that, but so uh, Kansas for sure. Um, 
maybe TCU, just with the amount of injuries they've had to deal with this year. But still, like you said, I'll take them at a six because I'd, I'd rather them be at a six than a five. Yeah, I think I think if they have Eddie Lampkin, they're probably they're probably a five. Um, but I yeah I agree with you. I th- I really think outside of one that we're about to get to here in a second, but I really think that the committee did a what's what's seven out of eight eighty seven point five percent they did a they did a B job for the Big Twelve there's yeah. there's there's one gaping hole well you want to talk about that I do so yes Greg and I uh, do have a bias towards Oklahoma State as we're both graduates uh, we also just have a general bias towards the Big Twelve which we will admit. Well, I mean, we're, we have a Big 12 podcast. I don't know how we couldn't. But if you look at the Big 12 compared to any other conference and how the Big 12 played against every other conference or just in interconference, everybody knows that the Big 12 is the most difficult, toughest conference. It's a war of attrition. Like, you, you have to fight and claw to get... Every win that you can, unless unless you're a Kansas or a Texas, when you just have consistent five stars moving through through your program. But in Oklahoma State's case, they got to the eight and ten mark that everybody said. It's the magic the, number. Everybody said if you get to if you get to eight wins in the Big Twelve, you're good to go. And that was not the case. How about uh, I'm just going to call this out. So how. In the first round matchup in the Big 12 tournament between Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, how many times did uh, Fran Franchilla and his um, play-by-play guy talk about how if OSU wins this game, they are in the tournament? I, I think it was about 15 times they said it. And now, yes, they were talking about Joe Lenardi's bracket. Yes, they were talking about in the moment, irregardless of... Or not irregardless. Like not considering other conferences' outcomes to that point. They win that game convincingly. Was it pretty? No, it was an ugly game. And we're not breaking down every conference game, tournament game, because there was too many, but it was an ugly game. I mean, it was like, oh, you had 39 points with like a minute to go. Yeah. Um, And OSU didn't have much more than that. But they win that game. They put up a fight against Texas. Was Again, it was an ugly game. It, OSU had a chance at the end, and then a few bad breaks and and a few turnovers cost them uh, really a fighting stretch in the last two, three minutes of the game. But they put up a fight, and that's what Tanner and I said last week. If OSU puts up a fight, if they at least you know lose respectably, they should be in. And they lose that game to Texas, which now we know they are at Texas as a two seed. And Joe Lenardi moves them down and moves Arizona State up. For winning against, I think it was USC in the Pac-12 tournament. Which USC is a tournament team. They're a 10 seed. But it's... OSU, I think, got the... I think was almost penalized for having to play too many top-seeded schools. Right. Oklahoma State was 6-12 and in quad one games. But how many other teams in the country play 18 quad one games in their entire season. I mean, there's only the Big 12 schools. I mean, what... 
I I think here here here's another thing. I understand like Oklahoma State didn't necessarily have that marquee win, like an upset over Kansas or Texas or or even Baylor for that matter. And if you look at if you look at their record against the top half of the conference, I mean they were in conference play. They were winning the games they should win. They swept OU. They swept Texas Tech. They went one and one with West Virginia, one and one with TCU, and then they swept Iowa State, which you could argue that they shouldn't have swept Iowa State, being that Iowa State is is a, a on paper a superior team. And then they go zero and zero and eight to the top four teams in the league in Kansas, Texas, Baylor, and Kansas State. If they get one of those, do they get in? Yes, they do. Um, but they won the games they should have won, ultimately. Even without losing streak, they went on. They, they, they won the games that they, that they were predicted to win, including a few they weren't. And I think the only argument, and I, I completely understand this, is as hard as it is, basketball season is a long, long time. I mean, it starts at the end of October, beginning of November, and it goes all the way through March. And ultimately, April uh, is the end of it. And so when you look back at games in November, you know, no one no one likes to think of those games. I mean, frankly, the teams have forgotten about them. You're a much different team than you were in November and December. But OSU lost three games. They probably shouldn't have. I think they lost to Southern Illinois. At home. At home after blowing a, a lead. They lost to Central Florida, future Big 12 foe. They also blew a lead in that game. And then they lost to... Who was it? Uh, Virginia Tech in a neutral site matchup, which, uh, okay, that's that's fine. But if they get, again, if they get one of those, they're probably in. Yep. Um, and we should have mentioned this in the front um, or at the beginning of this mini rant, but OSU was the la- or the first team out. Excuse me. They were the first team out. Um, and that's not... This is no longer a, a, a bracketology. This is uh, the NCAA released all the they released the, the the first four out, and OSU was that first team out. So yep, it's tough, but but on the brighter news, we can now focus on brackets. Which, if you guys haven't heard, if you don't follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you should because we're actually starting to put out some decent content. I think. Would you Would you agree with that, Greg? I would say it's mostly mo- most of the credit goes to you in that. Uh, Either way, we're I, I feel like we're we're picking up game we're picking up our game we're picking up some steam. We have an around the twelve bracket challenge. Um, if you haven't read our Twitter or our in, or seen our Instagram page yet, we are basically it's anybody can join. No no money. It's all bragging rights. So if you win, you get bragging rights. You get a shout out on the podcast, and we will deliver a fun random trophy that has <laughs> no it like. It has nothing to do with basketball. I was telling Greg we might as well do like a 1970s uh, participation softball trophy or something like that. That's that's what we're looking for here. We're looking for uh, a group of people who wants to have fun and just cheer on the Big 12 teams in all aspects of the tournament. So it doesn't mean you have to pick all of them. It just means uh, it means you're going to be judged if you don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we will put that uh, link to the ESPN. Bracket challenge in the podcast description for everybody's for everybody's benefit. Um, okay, back on topic now. So, Greg, 
so the brackets came out. We can kind of run through the matchups here. But I want you to tell me what is, maybe outside of like the easier games, what is your um, like lock? Well, maybe we'll bring back the lock of the week this week. We could, we could. I don't uh, know the lines for these games. But. Just just maybe money lines. So give me give me your lock and maybe give me your scariest game or what could be an upset. So because the Big 12 teams got higher seeds, uh, a, a lot of these could be considered locks. Now, it's March Madness, and that's part of the fun of it, is that something you would consider a lock is not necessarily a lock Do you in March hear my Madness. Lock? Sure, go for it. My lock's going to be an upset. I'm taking West Virginia over Maryland. A, a nine over an eight? All day, every day, and twice on Sundays. <laughs> oh, man. I, I I don't know. I think... I'll take Iowa State as my lock in the first round. I don't. I think they're a good tournament team. We saw that in the Big 12 tournament. They were able to take down Baylor. They're playing... Uh, so they're playing the winner of, or is it Mississippi State or is it a play-in game? I think it. I think it's Mississippi State. Gosh. Okay. Let's see here. Anyway, go I'm gonna take Iowa State, and that's not me picking them to go far. But I, I think we, Iowa State for whatever reason, they are just a solid tournament team. I'll take them to win in the first round. Mississippi State or Pitt. I okay. Didn't. That could be scary, especially because we've seen in recent memory some of these 11 seeds um, that, that do have the playing games actually do advance decently far. I don't know if if it's momentum and confidence gained from technically winning a tournament game, even though it's before the kind of official thing starts or, or, or what it is. But uh, I'll take Iowa State in spite of that. Um, you putting anyone on upset watch first round? Well, I was gonna put Iowa State on upset watch. Oh gosh, <laughs> um, and and TCU. Um, I think here's here's my here's my deal with Iowa State and TCU. So they are playing according according to the experts here, the quote unquote experts. They are essentially playing someone who is better than Oklahoma State, someone who is more fit for the tournament than Oklahoma State. Well, as we already mentioned. Oklahoma State swept Iowa State, and Oklahoma State split their conference series with TCU, which, granted, TCU was out, Eddie, Eddie Lampkin and Mike Miles. Well, they're out they're, Eddie Lampkin now for, right. for forever. So. So, so those one of those two teams is my upset watch. So if I'm looking at it from the from the experts' perspective, that's of, of all the games in the first round, those two are on upset watch for me. I I struggle to put any of the top four teams on upset watch seed wise. Um, I I don't want to eat my words by any means, but I don't think I think all four in Kansas, Texas, Baylor, and Kansas State will all be good. Uh, Kansas, like we said, is a one. They play the 16 seed Howard. Not worried about that. Texas plays the 15 seed Colgate. Uh, Colgate has been in the tournament before as a little bit of a higher set. I think they were a 14 or 13 the last time they were in. Um, so a little bit of a different Colgate. Don't know much about them. I'll take Texas comfortably still. Uh, Baylor is playing UC Santa Barbara. Um, maybe? 
Maybe if there's going to be one Big 12 team, no. I would put on a... I'd, I mean, Baylor's lost games. They shouldn't. I'm not predicting this. I'm just saying if you want to be extra cautious. And then Kansas State is playing Montana State. Um, don't know anything about Montana State either. I will by the time they play Kansas State on Thursday or Friday. But, yeah. Do Are, are any of us picking a Big 12 team to lose in the first round? I'm not. I'm not either. And I'm. it's going to... Do you, I know we're not picking it, but if you if you had to bet right now, are you betting that the Big Twelve teams go undefeated in round one? Yes. Oh man, that'd be tough for me to say yes because I feel like there's always one. I feel like there's always one game that just is gonna come and surprise someone. But I, I mean, I'll say yes too. I think. Ha! Huh, that's tough. I would love to see. Every Big 12 team in the round of 32. I think that would prove the strength of the conference, regardless of what happens after that. So, let's talk about second round, potential second round matchups with the little asterisk of if they win their first round game. (laughs) Yep. So, and this might get a little tricky for people listening, but if you're following along with your bracket... Which you should. Don't recommend doing this without a bracket in front of you. This will make a lot more sense. So, if Kansas wins their first round game, they will have either Arkansas or Illinois. The other reason we're talking about this, too, is because these first round games are Thursday and Friday, and these second round games are Saturday and Sunday. So, we won't record again until before the Sweet 16. So, in a sense, we are trying to preview the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Kansas will play either eight-seed Arkansas or nine-seeded Illinois. Um, ah, this is kind of scary. I don't like this for Kansas, and I think this goes back to them being a little bit – I think they got a little gypped with their, with their one seed in Houston being put over them because I think Houston gets maybe a more favorable – um, second round matchup, possibly. Uh, Arkansas and Illinois. Arkansas was an elite eight team last year. Uh, now they lost a lot of the players they had on that team, but I mean they're experienced still. Um, they've got a coach who knows how to win in the tournament. And then Illinois with Brad Underwood. You never know. You never know. So I, <laughs> I think uh, I think this could be tough, but I I still have Kansas advancing. Yeah, I have I have Kansas advancing. Um, even though they they lost to Texas in their last regular season game in the conference championship game without Bill Self during parts of the conference tournament. Do you um, know if he's going to be coaching? I, th- I, think, he, I think he is. Okay. Um, but I think that Kansas is ready. I think some of the players, some of the returning players from last year know what it takes to get, to get there. They know how, uh, they know that you have to lay your body on the line. They know that they know what it takes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rule with Kansas. Then we got Texas versus a uh, potential uh, matchup of either seventh seeded Penn A&M, seventh seeded A&M, and or a ten seed Penn State. What a what a fun potential matchup this See, would be. I have I have A&M versus Texas, and then I have Texas do, moving on. Do you think? So here's my thing. I've gone back and forth on picking this between A&M and Penn State. By no means are we locking in our picks right now. This, 
I'm an indecisive person when it comes to these brackets. I will be making picks up until like 10.30 in the morning on Thursday, switching my picks. Do you think this is a look-ahead for A&M? Oh. Because you well, know, you know well, Texas is beating Colgate. No, I don't, I don't think so. And here's my reason why. Any player that is at A&M right now, like we, everyone that is like watches college sports that is not a player understands like the rivalry that was there. But no, like I don't think players care that much. But these guys have social media. They know. They've seen the tweets about A&M versus Texas in the second round. I mean, I don't know. I think, and, and I think too, Penn State could be being partially overlooked a little bit, partially slept on. They went to the Big Ten championship and nearly beat Purdue. Um, so they've been hot, as has A&M. I think A&M was slightly underseeded as well. I think I heard the reasoning for their seven seed because they had a really good record, lost in the SEC championship to Alabama. Um, but I, I have not looked at their schedule. But the reasoning behind them only being a seven seed instead of higher was their week out of conference schedule. So I don't know. I think I think I could see Penn State beating A&M in the matchup against Texas. But regardless. I, I like Texas. Oh I, yeah, I, I really like Texas in in the tournament in general. Um, so I don't think that they'll lose to either of these schools. It'd be more fun to see them play A and M. I just uh, I get a little cautious when it comes to picking A and M here. It's like guaranteed that second round matchup is going to happen. Yep. The third game we have uh, Baylor versus a f- six seed Creighton a or a eleven seed NC State. You see any trouble for Baylor in this? Um, I I could with Creighton, but maybe I'm just being a Big Twelve homer. I don't know, but I I could regardless. I think that Baylor's shown some weaknesses this year, um, and this is not going to be we're not going to flip the script and just start ragging on Big Twelve teams here. But I think Baylor's shown some weaknesses. Um, I'm not. They're they're also in probably what what is one of the tougher regions in the bracket. Uh, so so I, I don't like how this shapes up for Baylor. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Not predicting them to lose in the second round. I think I still have them advancing, but I just it's going to be tough to make it out of this region and into the Final Four. Yep. And then the fourth game is Kansas State versus another uh, six-seeded Kentucky or 11-seeded Providence. Man, I'd, I'd love to see Kansas State take down a Kentucky. That would be awesome. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, I think Marquise Noel, this is going to be his time to shine. I mean, good guard play ultimately wins a lot of games in NCAA tournament. And Kansas State, Kansas State's got a lot of that. So, uh, and, and so does Baylor, obviously. But, um, I mean, I'll, ha- I'll have Kansas State advancing uh, op- quite opposite of Baylor. I think Kansas State is in one of the weaker regions. So their path to the Final Four is more favorable than that of the other Big 12 teams, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I've got Kansas State going pretty deep. Um, the next game is Iowa State versus, oh gosh, three-seeded Xavier and 14-seeded Kennesaw State. So you got Kennesaw State going on the way, right, Greg? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. I don't even know what their mascot is. Um 
this is where I could see Iowa State falling out. Um, I'm not going to be too much of a Big 12 homer to pick every Big 12 school to advance to the Sweet 16. Um, This is going to be tough for Iowa State. However, I think that if they are knocking down shots and still defending at the level that they've been defending at, they're going to be a really tough out. So if I'm Xavier... I hate the fact that I have a potential second round matchup lo- looming with Iowa State. Like that is that is a if I'm Xavier, I'm saying that this is a bad draw. But just like Iowa State, I I think I, I think it's still I, I think it's a tough game both ways. I think you could I think you could flip a coin for this one if yep. that's the matchup. I agree. I agree. And then next we got TCU versus three seeded Gonzaga or fourteen seeded Grand Canyon. Um GCU. I love GCU. I love how hyped they are. I don't think GCU is getting past Gonzaga. <laughs> TCU versus Gonzaga is gonna be a good game. I would love to watch this. This would this would just be a fun one. Oh yeah. This would just be a fun game to watch. We also have to hi, highly doubt he's listening right now, but uh, good friend Matt V works for Gonzaga, mm. so that would be a friend of the pod. Friend of uh, yeah yeah you could you could say that you could say that you know that would be that'd be a lot of fun. We might have to give him a little bit of crap if uh, if this matchup ends up coming down, um, but be uh, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Yeah, for sure, fun game. And then the last the last second round matchup potential matchup would be West Virginia. Versus number one Alabama. Don't even don't even say this. Number sixteen. Don't even say it. Southeastern Missouri State or number sixteen seed Texas A and M Corpus Christi. (laughs) I had you got the Islanders versus West Virginia in the second round, don't you? I have the Islanders in my elite eight. Just kidding. Actually, they're playing right now as we speak. Dang. I don't know. Game might have already ended. I'm so excited. You guys have you guys have no idea. I'm so pumped for this. Um, Give me your I, prediction right now. Who I, won? A, the, the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders <laughs> or whoever Missouri? I think they're the Red Hawks. Oh gosh, give me give me the Islanders. Yeah, I'll take the Islanders too. That's a I've been to Corpus Christi. Are you pulling it up right now. Oh, the Islanders won. Let's go by four. Let's go by four. We're one zero in the tournament so far. Let's go. Girl. All right, all right. Hey, well, if, that, if that's how this is going to get started, then well, I actually do have West Virginia losing to Alabama in the second round. That's that's kind of what I'm projecting. I, I I do too, but man, I would this would be the perfect perfect game to just for my boy, my boy Eric Stevenson. Well, I was thinking more just for the Big Twelve as a whole. I'm I'm thinking big picture, uh, our eighth place team versus SEC's number one team winning in the second round. Well, it it it'd be eerily similar to the OU Bama game earlier in the season <laughs> with the SEC Big Twelve challenge where. Everybody, you know, it just it just means more. Um, Man, well, <laughs> I, you know, I was so close to picking West Virginia to beat Bama. I just I could I couldn't pull the trigger. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I, I couldn't didn't have either. the courage. I thought about it. Couldn't do it. But Greg, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about with these fine people? Uh, we are at forty minutes right now, which is a few minutes longer than we normally go. So I, I'm I'm gonna say no, but it was expected. We had a lot to talk about. Yep. Sorry, sorry, we went a little long, but uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. Please let us know. DM us on Instagram. Comment on our posts. Retweet our tweets. Join our bracket challenge. Yeah. Do do whatever you want to do. Let us know how excited you are. Um, if you're gonna be at any games, let us know. Keep us updated on that. Um, yeah. Just. 
we are excited to go through this like next month ish with you guys. So we should do some uh, superlatives from the for the for the bracket oh, challenge. That's so good. Like longest perfect bracket. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do have to say. Let's see. So we have some funny names in this. I know we're gonna go a little bit longer. I hope we know who these people are. So we know. We all know Greg Hockert, host of the Around the Twelve. Have you guys ever met? Heg Grockert before? I think he was my roommate in uh, college. Yes, yes. Then we got uh, Miss Straight Up G. We got Kira's Kids. Uh, we got Bad News for the Bears. Not really sure what you're talking about there, Ryan Russell. But uh, anyways, we are excited to see everybody's brackets. What is my uh, brother's name in here? Uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was subbed. Not <laughs> snubbed, but subbed. Was that a typo? Uh... Or he ran out of characters. <laughs> that's that's a possibility. But either way, we are super pumped. Don't forget to get... You can put as many entries in the bracket challenge as you want. It's a, you? I think I limited it to two. Oh, I'm not well, going to lie. I'm going to make Greg change it back to infinite numbers. So everybody, we are super excited to do this with you guys. Uh, yeah, let us know how your brackets go. We'll be following along for sure on the tournament challenge app. Well... Everybody, we thank you. We love you. Goodbye.